everyone, welcome to the show. Brent Terhune is on. You might not know that name, but you may have seen one of his videos, or a few of them, where he does sort of a good old boy character, who's a big Trump fan, and it's really hilarious, because people don't get whether he's actually conservative or not conservative, and uh, it's really well done. It's super funny. And he was my guest. July 14th. I'm doing a virtual crowd work show for the Nowhere Comedy Club. You can buy tickets at NowhereComedyClub.com. You can also buy uh, Todd Berry podcast t-shirts, and I think even mugs maybe, at ToddBerry.com slash shirts. And we'll be right back with Brent Terhune. Hey, Brent. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? I don't, have we even met? I don't think so. I know I'm. I live in Indianapolis. I don't know if you're aware oh. of that, but I know you've been through Indianapolis before. I have, yeah. I've, and I saw you open up at the the big theater uh, for you know yeah, comedians before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, and then I play that place, the White Rabbit. That's my favorite venue in the city because it's just so it's so nice. The stage is big, and that like stand up is the the most normal thing they do at that venue. Yeah, that I love the place, man. I just love that it's really, uh, it's just cool, you know. Like it's just a little rabbit mm-hmm. sign out front that's not hitting mm-hmm. you over the head. It's, uh, yeah, that's a good place. I've praised them before, so I'm not going to spoil them. Yeah, good. Did you start in Indianapolis? Yeah, I started in Indianapolis, and actually, not even at a club. I when I was sixteen, I started at my high school doing stand up. Really? So yeah, so I would they'd have like things called like coffee houses. So it was like an open mic, and you go and do like people do acoustic guitar poetry, and I just went and did stand up a couple times there. This in high school? Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty hip high school. I get, and well, it was, it's a Catholic high school, so I don't know why they would even let me do that. I remember I would like, uh, do the talent shows and they wanted to see my jokes before I would go up. And I remember like (laughs) the principal literally just crossing out certain jokes and being like, no, you know, that kind of thing. So, but you know, I was, I had to perform for kids my age. So it wasn't like I was being filthy anyway. I'm still not a filthy comedian, you know? Did you, uh... So you started in high school. Did you keep going? Is was it's been nonstop since then, or? Yeah. So sixteen, I started, and then like eighteen, I got like my first paid week at a club, which was hosting. That was kind of my goal. Um, which it was a Halloween weekend opening up for John Fox. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, I with do know that guy. Yeah, I do know. He he's not. A, yeah. He passed away, right? Yeah, I think he had uh, some kind of cancer. Yeah, I think it. But yeah, he's not. Which is very funny. Always funny to talk about cancer. <laughs> I guess we didn't need to bring that up, but uh, okay, sorry. We got past I'll, it now. We're already past. I'll only bring it up four times. We're already so. past it. So you live in Indianapolis. So <laughs> yeah, how long have you been doing comedy? I guess I'm I'm 30 now, so 14 years. Damn. And I guess a, re- a lot of people, the way I found out about you and the way a lot of people are these great videos you make. How would you describe oh, those yeah. videos? 
I mean, they're. I guess the the best way is satire, or it's kind of like Colbert's old character on the Colbert Report, but it's kind of uh, me parroting the guys that will make these truck rant videos. <laughs> Sitting, and I call them like a like a front seat philosopher. Like they're they can fix everything from the front seat of their truck with a pair of Oakleys and you know some kind of hat they're wearing, whatever it's a cowboy hat or something. But it's just me echoing what's going on in the world, but saying sounding like they sound, but saying the complete opposite. Right. I remember the first one. I don't remember which one it was that I saw, but I remember I'm pretty good. I think at knowing when someone's joking around. And there was a few moments where I was like, is this guy for real? Which is, I think it's a great thing to dance on that line of, uh, mm-hmm. instead of just being over the top, like fooling people, it's kind of cool. But I, um, yeah, I remember just then there was this one line where you said something like, why do, why do I have to do common sense health restrictions or something like that? And I was like, oh, that's funny. I think yeah. I, think I yeah, figured it, this out. It's uh, that kind of thing where it, uh, I've, I've had a couple other ones where I'm like, stop making me question my morals <laughs> type thing. Where, uh, And that, that's the, the whole thing of not like breaking character or being as serious as possible. I just, I'm a big fan of pro wrestling. And in wrestling, they don't ever really break character when they're in wrestling mode. And that was kind of what I tried to do was be a wrestling character. Yeah. But this right wing type guy. When did you start doing those? Uh, the first one I did was a reaction to Colin Kaepernick uh, taking the knee, and I would just see people like these compilations from news uh, sites, and it would just be like, I, I, you, I was a Colts fan forever, and now I'm burning my tickets in the backyard type thing. And I just thought it was so dumb because I, do, I didn't buy for a minute that you weren't going to not watch football. Right. You know? Um, and then also you're burning jerseys and Nikes and stuff that you could just donate to people, but rather you just want to prove a point by using your barbecue pit and your uh, really nice suburb to sh- teach people that you're done, you know. The um, So what was I going to – oh, I know what I was going to ask you. The, so you've been doing these for how many years now? Oh, the Colin Kaepernick, so that's just like a couple of years ago or something? Yeah, I since you know Trump has been president, so maybe three years, four years. What probably at least? What yeah. broke them? Like what? How did it? Did someone particularly retweet you or anything? Or um, well, it was it's weird for for a couple of years. It was really big on Facebook, and my numbers on Twitter were not as good. But I've kind of s- changed the length of them because Twitter's only two minutes and twenty seconds. So I started to do that, and the first couple I did was like people getting mad at Garth Brooks for wearing air quotes a Barry Sanders jersey or no uh it was um it was a Barry Sanders jersey but they thought it was a Bernie Sanders and that you know <laughs> yeah. so it was me sitting in a parking lot on the way to a gig throwing out these CDs that I bought at a Goodwill so one was Titanic one was Kids Bop but you would you would only see that if you kind of looked and watched me throw them out but it was me saying, like, you know, you don't see Kid Rock b- being political on the golf course when he's playing with Trump, do you? That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The, um, so. Do you like that you fool people? Because I, I kind of like that you – I mean, even though I'm liberal, I kind of like that mm-hmm. liberals don't get you. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, that was never my intention to fool people. It was always to try just try to be uh, as real as possible. But it's, it's fun to make people think, and you hope that they – they think, and it's one. It's one thing if you just saw the headline and 
and me like making angry faces and a camera with no sound. But right. It's another thing if you completely watch the whole thing and just don't understand. Because I notice you retweet the people who don't, who get mad at you or say this guy's yeah, a, this guy's ignorant. Yeah, uh, I was just talking with my friend before this about those comments thing, and he reminded me of one. Somebody was like, "I want, I, I want to shove this guy's beard up his own ass." <laughs> like, where it was just like it's one. I, if you know, if you just call me fat or whatever, which nobody knows, I'm fat more than me. But that if you can creatively say that I'm fat or roast me in some kind of fun way, that's funny to me. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a comic. I love to be made fun of. So if you can do it in a fun way, I'm all for that. I could do it, but I'm not. I just met you. <laughs> okay. Maybe on the next one. <laughs> the next one I'll fucking, you can roast I'll me. fucking shred you, man. <laughs> You'll be in tears. So his um have you have you gotten any like uh Big uh, man, been agents or shit after you? Yeah, I've I had kind of had a I have a manager already, so that was already kind of in place. But then I've had like some meetings with some like executive producer type peoples. For, I can, I don't I don't know if I should. No, say it probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roseanne, no. Um, <laughs> but, Johnny Tonight uh, Show with Johnny Carson. Merv Griffin was asking about me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've had some, you know, more attention than I've ever gotten. And it's, it's always just cool to get validation from other people that you respect. And then, then, then it makes other people pay attention, you know? Right. Who's the biggest celeb who's, uh, retweeted you? Hmm. I mean, I was on Dr. Ken's podcast with Joel McHale. Um, I'd have to think about. Who the biggest ones are? There's that that uh, George Conway guy. Oh yeah, who yeah. Was, I think he re- and I didn't know who he was, but apparently he's like the husband of Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, that, and then I, but then it, I thought it was weird that he's retweeting stuff that's more left leaning. But then I find out his relationship with his wife is he's not a fan of Trump, but yet she still works for the yeah, guy. He, that kind he, of thing. He spends most of his time shredding uh, yeah. Donald Trump, which is interesting that he'd be married to to her. But I'm. That's, that's what I thought it was at first. I was like, that can't be right. But then apparently that's the the relationship they have. So I guess good for them. I don't know. Were you kind of a, a road dog as far as uh, your stand-up? Yeah. I mean, especially before, you know, coronavirus hit, I haven't – I've done some of those Zoom shows, which weren't terrible. But it's not like being a live setting. But, yeah, I would uh, just – that's how I made my living was on the road and – I think a couple of years ago I counted, I did like 47 weeks on the road, which is ridiculous. In you know? one year? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but, you know, I I would rather be working than not working. And, you know, the opportunity in Indianapolis is you can get on stage every week, but I'd rather be out working clubs and stuff like that, too. So, um, and I just recorded an album at the Comedy Attic. I think you're, uh, uh, you like that place. I do like that place. Indiana. Yeah, that's a great place. So that's the kind of thing is maybe I was kind of like wanting to get rid of this material or not necessarily focus on that. So right before the virus hit, it got, I had a chance to record that and kind of, you know, put it on the shelf and start new. Do you do the character that you do in these videos? Do you do that on stage? Because I saw I a stand up clip of you, but it wasn't you doing yeah. that. How hard did you laugh, Todd? I fucking, my cat told me to shut the fuck up. She said, man, I'm trying to sleep. That's, that's why I like, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I haven't done that character on stage right when I, like, right before the whole virus thing. I was having people show up on purpose at my shows, you know, because they were there to see me, which is always great. But then, you know, maybe 10 people in the audience were there to see me out of 100. So, and if I'm in, like, Wichita, Kansas, which is a fine city for me, but it's mm-hmm. it's also, like, if I do this character in the middle of that, I don't I don't know if people would get it. And if they would get it, I don't know if they would enjoy it, you know? So that my thing is I just want people to leave the show having a good time. Yeah. So may, And to me, maybe that character should just live on the internet because that's where it kind of came from. I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, to be honest. What do you think I should do with it? Tom? Oh, I like that you're taking it to me. Um, well, you could do, I mean, here's the thing with someone who does a character thing is that if you want to... Mm-hmm. If you have like just non-character stand-up and you get known for being a character, it might be hard yeah. to balance those two. But mm-hmm. I also never really done a, a strong character. Although some people what say, "What characters have you done?" I do. A, <laughs> I can do a, 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 a southern guy. Hey, I'm from the south. There you go. <laughs> Damn you! I nailed you it. Fooled me. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing with that character is you know I my stand-up is not political at all. You know, um, so I don't know what I'm going to do with that character as far as if I want to do it on the road. Like, I don't to me, it's just talking about my relationships. And I know you have a cat. I got, you know, cat bits and stuff like that. It's very (laughs) like not going to hurt anybody, but you're going to leave my show enjoying what I do, you know. Right now. Oh, man, I just had a great question. Oh, does the character have a name? Yes, just think. I never expected it to do anything, so I just didn't change anything. So, as far as I'm concerned, Brent Terhune is that character. Would you go all in and do a whole show as that guy, as the character, like on TV or something like that? No, like a live show. No, that I mean that because I I don't want to be just that guy, all you right. know. Because then, to me, I would just be Larry the Cable Guy, which it's fine. What if you like him? That's cool. But to me, you know, I think I have more to say than just that guy. And I don't know how you maintain a level of anger that that guy has to be at for <laughs> 45 minutes. To me, two and a half minutes is more than enough. Yeah, they, they do seem pr- they're pretty meaty for two. They're two and a half minutes, but a lot happens. Um, do you do you work off bullet points? Do you memorize a script? What do you, how do you do that? It's kind of depending on what I'm talking about because a lot of those really de- depend on some wordplay and me to really hit certain words. Right. Um, so I, I try to write everything out, and then you can look at my phone, my you know the photos section, see how many takes it'll take me to get one of those right. And then sometimes I'll have the hard cuts where I can kind of do something in the background, and and people will notice sometimes if I've changed things in the background. So those help just from an aspect of not having to memorize a whole script. I like that. It was one where you were driving and you had, um, you had like a 500 rolled toilet paper in the backseat. <laughs> that made me laugh. That's so was like, Oh, that's a nice subtle little layer. He's adding to it. Yeah. I, the, cause it's one thing for, to just listen, but I also try to have something in the background. Sometimes like I bought this frame picture of Mike Pence that I'll just kind of like, if you could just see him peeking out from the back a little bit, that's always fun. Like this guy's level of uh, fandom is we'll have a framed picture of Mike Pence in his house. You had a Mike Pence T-shirt in one of them, right? Yeah, actually. Oh, I forgot he's from Indiana. Holy it. shit! I just remember that he's from Indiana. Yeah, he's uh, was our former governor. Yeah, I, I get did, but know that. Uh, yeah, but it was the Mike Pence howling at the moon shirt 
and I just made it, and then people are like, can I buy that? So now I, you know, it's available on my website <laughs> for people to buy. But to me, that's just funny. And I've had a bunch of people, like, they were going to, like, bought them to wear at the Gay Pride Parade this year. But, of course, that got canceled. But <laughs> the, uh, So you, you actually made that drawing? or uh, I, have, I don't, I'm not artistic in that way at all. But I have a, a guy that does all my album artwork and stuff. So I had him do it. He's another comedian, too. How many you doing a good merch, uh, good merch sales? I tried to, and that you know, really not being able to tour has really made the world a difference, you know, because that was how I made my money. But now you can't, you know, go out and do shows, so it's really helped. Oh, man, um, wow! So oh, you mentioned Larry the Cable Guy. This is just a trivia. He's one of the. Mm-hmm. I started with him in Florida over 30 years. Yeah, cuz I knew he was from Florida. Do you if do you still talk to him? No, I don't. I haven't talked to him in years. I ran into him once in Denver. We crossed paths, but he gave me a ride to one of my first paid gigs. He got me a set at like Ron Ben, you know Ron Bennington, right? It's on serious. No, I don't know oh, he's a comic on serious. Um, okay. he's got a serious show, but he uh he had a club he hasn't clear had me on yet, so I haven't Oh, heard you, of him that's going to happen. That <laughs> yeah, one. go ahead, sorry. He had a club in Clearwater, Florida, near Tampa, and, and Dan Whitney, who's Larry the Cable Guy, said I could mm-hmm. get you like a $50 guest spot. And I drove with him in his like Camaro or Firebird, and then he became huge. It's just weird when some like from your open mic days. Oh, yeah. Becomes you see it. You knew an him arena. Back when. Yeah. Him and Carrot Top also were, was on the scene. Do you, now, do you call Carrot Top Scott, or would you call him Carrot Top? I would probably call him Scott. Yeah. Would you call uh, Larry the Cable Guy? If there are fans around, would you call him Larry or would you call him Dan? I would probably, I think uh, out of respect because I knew them both before. Well, I mean, I knew him before he had that Cable Guy person. Yeah, I think it would be more personal to say their real name as opposed mm-hmm. to like, oh, I never know who your real name was, so I'm going to call you Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, just in a, a phone conversation, we called him Larry, it would be weird. So these 47 weeks, is is it all headlining or do you, are you? I think when I, that was a, that was a couple of years ago. Some of them were like f- feature type stuff, but now the stuff is more headlining. Um, just because I'm, I'm in a place where I, you probably know as well as I do, where you can, you can kind of say no to certain things, which is always nice. You know, you don't have to take every gig in whatever right. city that you never heard of before. Did you enjoy doing 47 weeks out of 52? I did. Then I kind of tapered off. I was not, you know, then because I, I was the goal was we just bought a house, my wife and I, last year. So that was like work hard to to get this house. And now we're in the house. We got married last year. Nice. Um, so now it's kind of you want to just stay home a little bit more. And with the videos, this thing is, I don't know. With the videos, I don't know if I'll even do stand-up. I probably will the rest of this year, maybe, if everything is cool to go out. But uh, the videos have done so well where now I'm kind of comfortable being at home. And it's good to just learn different skills that I didn't learn before as far as editing and stuff like that, you know? So you might give up stand-up? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm not. I'm never going to give up stand-up. But I just with the with the current climate, as far as you don't even know with social distancing right. and I'm, I might just not go out. I'll probably do local spots for sure. But you know, if things continue the way they are, maybe I won't even book weeks. I don't know, but that's, that's if people want me. So that's oh, I the think, thing. I think you'd be hot proper. I think you're already, people are 
you're at a, a, a new level, right? I, I would, yeah, it definitely helped me. And that was kind of the, my goal of not being able to travel with coronavirus was use this time to try and do something with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you work with any uh, any headliners that I know on those 47 weeks? Anyone you want to talk uh, about? Any nice things you want to say about anyone? I worked with a guy called Dan Whitney. No, uh, <laughs> my... There were certain guys that would bring me along on the road. There's a guy named Rob Little. He lived in L.A. for a... Uh, Rob Little? Uh, is he... Yeah. Shape bald guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Rob Little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. And these, you know, some of these guys are so nice and generous to bring me along. And there's a guy named Colin Moulton who would bring me along, too. He was in L.A. Uh-huh. I know that name. Um, I don't know if I know him. Yeah, I think he had, like, one or two Showtime specials, I think. I know for one for sure, but those guys would bring me along. And then there, and like the thing with the Midwest, there are so many comics that are great that nobody's ever heard of just because what, you know, they, they don't do much online or they're not in a city to get that like extra push from a manager or an agent or something like that. Right. Do you want to move? I don't know. That's my, that's my situation is my, my mom's health is not great. That's oh. why I'm still here in Indianapolis. Sorry, Thanks for bringing that up. I'm by sorry, the way. man. Uh, no, <laughs> No, it's she's fine. She says hello, by the way. Okay. Um, no, she's good. It's just like I'm the only family she has, so I don't want to like I don't want to leave, right? You know, with with her being here. So, but so far so good. I mean, with the with the internet, I've been able to reach more people with one video than doing stand up. But obviously, I think it would be better if I was in New York or L.A. But but you got the a, situation is what it is. You have a house because I saw one of your videos was in a garage. I was like, this dude has a garage. Yeah, that's actually my mom's garage. Oh, okay. I had to move a whole bunch. She's moving out of her house, so I made it look as shitty as possible because you could you see the garage and it's full of stuff. Yeah. And that's the th- thing is like I was I knew I was going to use it for a video, so I just piled all this stuff on top of it to make it look like that. So like, th- there's this urn that I found, uh, like it just a just a it's it has nothing in it, but it's an urn that I just kind of always put in the background. To see if people will even catch that it's in there. <laughs> I don't think I saw the urn. Yes, yeah, that's a it's a hidden gem. It's like one of those you know those highlights magazine where you got to find the items. Yes. In the thing that's sold, the urn is in there. I still subscribe. I'm a lifetime subscriber, Todd. Oh man, is that is that magazine still around? I don't know. That was that's my reference. So if there's a newer one, I'll update my references. Did you go to college? Yeah, I went to the University of Indianapolis. Uh, and I went for um, communication with electronic uh, emphasis in electronic media. Ah. Um, and out of that, I got uh, I was an intern at the radio show called Bob and Tom. Yeah, which I'm I, sure you're familiar with. I did it one time. Yeah. So I don't know how you feel, but I still work for them. So you can say whatever. No, no, you no. Like, no. But I uh, I had a good. They were very nice to me, and apparently they were impressed at how prepared I was. Oh man! You know that around the hallways. That's what we always said about you, Todd. Was that <laughs> say nothing else about this guy? It's not a good comic. He's a very pre- well prepared comic. He bombed the so prepared. It was crazy. He did everything um, he planned to do, and it did work. <laughs> I've done that many times, but uh, yeah. So now I, that's still kind of like a side gig that I have. Is like I'm a contributing writer for them. So Monday to to Thursday, I will write jokes kind of topical type stuff i guess kind of like you do like late night monologue but it doesn't have to be as tight because it's a four-hour radio show so it's not you got to do like setup so they you know they still do a show together 
Yeah, well, and the, that's the thing. Bob retired, but they they just kept the name Bob and Tom because why would you? Oh, okay. Change it. So it's but just yeah, Tom. Tom is a Tom is a guy, and they they have the regular cast besides Bob. But Tom is a guy that I feel like he his personality is that he always has to work. He's always working on something, which I wish I had that kind of work ethic. You know, man, you, I, you, I don't feel like I have to. You got a house, man. You got a yeah, nice I'm done, wife. right? You sh- What's your wife do? Am I allowed to ask? She's a server. Where at? You don't have to tell me. Uh, I, it's uh, I can't say. It's a very corporate place. <laughs> I don't want her fired when this comes out. Uh, I wish she would quit this job, but I can't say. Cause, uh, so you, people treat her like gar- she's a server. You yeah, I've been a server servers. before. Yeah, so I did, she, she doesn't get no respect. Somebody should do that as a bit. <laughs> I think that's your next thing, man. I think so. If this if this whole thing doesn't pan out, that's where I'm going to go. So not to get into money, but do you monet, you monetize those YouTube videos? Yours? Um, the YouTube I do, but I don't get so I get get a lot of views. But I was able to buy this mansion, Todd, that you see behind me. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, the the if I make money, it's not from that. It's from that merch stuff that okay. we talked about earlier from the shirts and stuff and it's I don't know it's like one of those things where I, I can like monetize the Facebook ones but they want a certain amount of length oh really but to me like the yeah the vi- to me the video and that's the thing I learned in like broadcasting school as far as like a radio break like the professor would be like the, it should be as long as it needs to be yeah so some of these videos if they want three minutes on Facebook but sometimes if it's two minutes then just let it be two minutes. I think th- after that, it's filler, you know? Yeah. And also, I think three minutes to the average person online, a lot younger person, especially, that's an eternity. Dude, you, like, I'll see a video and it's like 10 minutes, and I'll be like, this, it could be from like Martin Scorsese and De Niro. And it could be, you know, but it's a 10 minute video online, and I'm like, nope, not watching it. But then I'm going to scroll on my phone for another 30 minutes. That's the right, thing. right. I had this video I made a, that I wanted to put at the beginning of my Netflix special, and they're like, "No, we don't. It, it takes it takes too long, and people. We just want to get right into the standup." And I was really mad about it at first, and it was only two minutes and forty seconds. And I was really, you know what? Maybe they're right. I hate to say someone's yeah. right, but I think they were right. But so I just did used, you get to use that video for something? I use else? it as a promotional. It's on uh, it's on my rarely visited YouTube page. Okay. I'll uh, I'll see what I can do on mine to boost your numbers. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Huh? It won't help anyway. So. How many? <laughs> as far uh, as my my numbers. How often do you put these videos out? It's kind of a reaction to whatever the hot topic is because for a while I tried to do one a week, but then sometimes you know, whatever talk topic I'm talking about is not like the hottest thing, and that's part of the why they get so many views because it's a reaction to, you know, Trump at. Uh, uh, Mount Rushmore or Aunt Jemima getting canceled. It's kind of if you can like check on Twitter and see that a topic is trending, mm-hmm. then there's a good chance I might do a video about that. Okay. Do you um? So you post them separately on Twitter and Facebook. You don't you don't link to your YouTube on Twitter, do you? Or do you? I guess you do. Uh, I d- I don't usually try to because I think whatever. And this is getting technical, but I think whatever uh, like format you're using as far as 
Twitter, they want you to upload their stuff. I think it's called natively. Right, yeah. So they want their stuff on Twitter, and Facebook wants their stuff on Facebook type thing. I have noticed if I post a link to uh, an Instagram picture, it gets a little action. But if I actually just post it separately on Twitter, mm-hmm. the world, people lose their shit, man. Yeah, the, the last time I think Twitter got shut down was one of your pictures, right? <laughs> um, let's talk more about your house. How, how big are we talking? I don't know. I have to look at the Zillow of my own house. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those, it's, it's a house that this lady built it in 1958, and she was the single owner. So we bought it because uh, apparently she was getting ready to move to somewhere else. Her kids were going to move her. So now my wife is convinced that this lady is haunting the place, and I'm not convinced that she has died yet. Oh, my God. So... It's got saloon doors. It's got the metal, like, 1950s cabinets that we're not going to change. Uh, the room I'm in now, she converted the garage and she did hair in here. That, that was her, kind of her work studio. And now I've turned it into, like, a, you can see behind me all these, like, photos and stuff of kind of like a, I don't know, like an office toy room type thing. It's kind of a nerd's bedroom, if I may. You think I'm a nerd? But, I mean, as I said that, I was like, wow, I don't know if this is going to, I don't even know this guy. So, but, you don't know me, and I'm highly offended. No, I, uh, I mean, it's a little. Nerd. I have a whole bunch of. Yeah, for sure. We, my wife and I, love uh, horror stuff. Are you a big horror fan, Todd? You know, horror is. I'll say no, but the longer answer yeah. is like if, if you know, someone else says, "Let's go see a horror movie," I might do it, but I'm never, I'm never like, "Ooh, a horror movie's out." Why is that? Because I'm a poet. I'm like an intellectual. <laughs> That's what they say about intellectuals. They don't care for horror movies. But, uh, yeah, we go to the conventions. We, you know, oh, my this God. This is kind of our thing that, yeah. So you could say word nerds about that stuff. Yeah, if you're going, to, if you're booking flights to go. No, we don't, we don't, we never do flights. It's always car, car trips. What, um, what happens at a horror convention? Like speakers and autographs and shit like that? Yeah, I guess it's like a Comic Con type thing, but for more like, uh, I guess horror theme type stuff. They'll have speakers. I've gone to some panels as far as independent filmmaking. That's what I'd like to do uh, uh, after this. Uh, working on some scripts. If you know a guy, you can pass them on to. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the thing is just learn to learn how to be creative with this type of stuff. Um, and then you know, there's always just tables and booths, and a lot of this stuff behind me is like original art from people. So I'd like to like support artists like me. Okay. So I think you should make a short. What are you trying to see? Yeah, I see. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know what I'm looking. I see the word witch. Okay, well, like, I don't know. Season of the Witch. That's a Halloween movie. Okay. There's. Uh, I'm a. My favorite like horror movie is Halloween. So I have a lot of that stuff. I have. Here's a Rear Window right here. The Hitchcock movie. Um, this is kind of a Hitchcock wall. So is Hitchcock considered horror though? Birds. Is he? Is he horror or? I mean, Psycho, I would say Psycho's I don't know horror. if I've seen Psycho. It's got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom in there, that famous shower scene. Yeah, yeah, oh, I hitting. know about that. That's but... that's Psycho. So, and if anything, he's kind of, they would call him like a master of suspense. Yeah, there you go. And a lot of like current horror directors really looked up to Hitchcock. Yeah, I, I know. I know he's good. Or, yeah. I know he's a big deal. What, what did you do? You ever talk about the wrestler on this uh, podcast? It's I can't believe I didn't mention it earlier when you said you were. I almost did. I got sidetracked. 
Oh, when you mentioned that you like wrestling. Sorry. Uh, I've uh, I've definitely mentioned uh, the wrestler I, on Twitter. Yeah. I, Twitter, I try to two or three a week references to the wrestler. Oh damn! I must have. There was one yesterday actually. Gets, Someone ESPN tweeted like, "Describe a sports movie in the most boring way possible," and I wrote, "It's about a wrestler." <laughs> Did you? That, s- your character in there was you were the manager like the grocery store. Yeah, right? yeah, I was. That was uh, funny because like you, he uh, Mickey Rourke walked in and you were looking at porn or something. I was. And you're like, Give me a minute, and then did that? Was that in the script or were you just well, doing that? Well, it wasn't in the script because I didn't say that. But but he did interrupt me while I was <laughs> while I was watching porn, and I don't remember the line. So, but and that well, j- just to me, the like the one of the funniest. And you're like, give me a minute, and then you like push the door. Yeah, in, that in I like. I kind of slam him in. The one line yeah, that I did so. ad lib though was uh, well not ad lib but I came up with was uh, when I asked him to wear the name tag. Mm-hmm. He says, "Do I have to?" And I say, "No, you're special." I fucking okay. I fucking wrote that man. Damn, dude. Uh, is, that, is that why they give you a co-executive producer credit? That's why I make between three and four million dollars a year just off royalties <laughs> from that. Damn, I I wouldn't have guessed, but yeah, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I just want I wanted to. Make sure we talked about that. I went to, uh, I, I, I went through a wrestling phase when I was younger, like living in Florida. Who was your guys, if I could play Marin? Who were who your guys, Todd? Here's the names I remember. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. There was a guy named Pac Song. Is that, am I getting that right? He had this thing know, called the, that one. He had this thing called the claw where he just clawed your face and somehow it knocked, squeezed your face. Yeah, and somehow it knocked you out. Like, then there was perf- the claws like a ubiquitous move in wrestling. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you can look him up later. But then there was um, Professor Tanaka. How do I remember these? Those are the- I don't know how this guy had a PhD, but somehow was a wrestler. <laughs> are you looking him up? Yeah. But I went to see wrestling in um, in Gainesville. I went to see Dusty Rhodes when I went to college. And it was a little. Uh, uh, I've almost liked it better on TV. I think. I think so. I think that because I've like I've also been to like some WrestleMania type things. As far as WrestleMania, I don't know why they were type things. I've been to WrestleMania, and you got to like sit at a certain point, like in the stadium. Otherwise, you're just watching it on a big TV. Yeah. At the live event. So, s- but yeah, you are right. Professor Tanaka was a real wrestler. What about Pac Song? Why don't you look him up? P-A-K, I think. This is a good thing for the podcast people. Like, he's got to wait for this. got to look some shit up. She looks to be like some kind of It's not a she, is it? It was a man. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. You're playing it. making a joke. I'm not finding her. You're making it. Well, that's what popped up, so I don't know if you're lying or not. I'll have to vet that later. Did you go see wrestling when there was... When it came through Indianapolis, uh, not maybe not recently, but that I I've, I've been to wrestling before. What's even more fun is like those local shows where you get like a they bring in a wrestler that is maybe past his prime, uh huh, and you get to see like their level of how much they give a shit right. as far as like if they're just in it to like get some money real quick or if they actually care, and that like they come out and do like they call it like a gimmick, but it's their catchphrases and stuff they come out and do that but 
that that's the kind of thing I love is watching other people at wrestling. Right. Because I know it's fake. I know it's predetermined, but I don't know that some other people get that. I always get like, I shouldn't say I get defensive of wrestling, but when people are like, they think they're clever because they say it's fake, it's like, well, there's mm-hmm. a little more to it than that. I mean, yeah, it's well, technically, so everything else. yeah, I mean, <laughs> on some level it's not real, but it's also, I think you could get injured pretty easily. Yeah, well, to me, like, I mean, I think being a road comedian is is fairly difficult depending on what you're doing, but wrestling in general that's a road comic but also you have to, you can't eat mcdonald's you have to eat healthier you have to work out you have to go do the show you have to nail the specific script they give you you have to fight and then you have to drive to the next one like that's way more stuff than just being a road comic you know do you know that guy who's a comic and he's a wrestler dolph ziggler i think yeah it is dolph ziggler. uh yeah but his name's nick nemeth i guess he goes by he's going by yeah his... nick nemeth i think is his but, real but name, i was but yeah he, i met him and he's telling me that he, he's on the road 275 nights i guess that's kind of like 47 weeks maybe well with uh Actually, well it's, it's he's a... working harder than i was but uh it just seems that with, to be with... wrestling almost every night seems fucking brutal yeah and i th- i think their schedule has really changed with uh just because they have what what's called house shows, so it'll just be un untelevised, and they'll be in Cincinnati. I know you're yawning, so I'm, I am this yawning. is great. But uh, but it's a house show, so it's untelevised. But they're just still going and doing a wrestling show. But I think with WWE, like they really try to keep you on the road as much as possible, which seems almost miserable. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they uh, get separate rooms, if they have to share, like an indie band, you know, so who knows? I think they get separate rooms. I think yeah, you that probably, level. yeah, you probably would get a separate room. Were you uh, touring much before the whole virus I thing? was, man, I was getting this tour going where I was playing, I was selling, like, bigger places than I'd ever sold. I sold out the Aladdin Theater in Portland in January, like mm-hmm. 600 people, which is a lot for me. That's a lot for anybody. And I sold... Uh, 550 in Chicago, but it was the night Tim and Eric were also in town, so okay, they're good for stealing you, 60 of my people, I'm sure. Do you feel like you guys have a lot of crossover audience? I think we probably do, yeah. Even can, though we I do com- so. two completely different things. I wonder what they do in their live show. If it's I've seen it a couple times. Video good. There's all stuff. sorts of, yeah, there's video sketches, a band, and it's, uh, it's fun. Probably more Do you have any horror stories from the road? Those, whenever I talk with other comics that have done the road a little bit, that's always just like the go-to. What's what's the worst thing that's happened? Because that's the most fun to talk about. Oh man, I I mean, I'm trying to think. I never liked the morning radio. Um, I could see that for sure. I remember I did a club once. This is not really a horror story, but the guy was mean to me, and the guy who brought the owner. No, the the. Uh, the DJ. The radio guy? Okay. And I remember the guy who brought me to radio, who was like the publicist for the club, he totally defended me, which was really surprising because I just thought he'd be like, I don't want to burn a bridge. He's like, that guy, what has, he got? What has that guy done? What has that guy done? <laughs> Fucking being yeah. rude to you is great. But that's not a really great horror story. What about you? One of my, um, well, you, you mentioned like big shows for you. What's the biggest show you've ever done as far as numbers wise, whether you were headlining or not? I did uh, Madison Square Garden. I opened for some. I opened for Louis there, and okay. I uh, I did a couple of those uh, oddball festival shows. So they were about twelve to yeah fourteen thousand. I'm guessing. Yeah, my my numbers are similar. Uh, no, <laughs> but uh, I mean that's only only a handful of times yeah. if I don't. 
the yeah. really big place. My 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 biggest one was like twenty five hundred, so it was like a big, the biggest opportunity I had had up until that show, of course, and still numbers wise, but. I was opening up for those guys, the Impractical Jokers. Yeah, who, yeah, they're nice guys. Full disclosure, couldn't have been nicer. Great yeah. show. I met them before, and they were super nice. But I'm supposed to do 10 minutes up front, and the guy was like, be clean. And I'm like, yeah, that's no problem for me. But I go out, and I walk out, and I'm like, hey, everybody, it's good to be here. And I hit the word here, and somebody was like, you suck. <laughs> you should have told the joke, Just, man. You, you waited too long. I'm joking. I know. I'm joking. I, but four and a four and a half words in. Yeah, that can be it's brutal like that, when yeah. you're um, if they're you're kind of just thrown to the wolves and they're like they don't know who's going to yeah. be out there up front uh, at opening and there is that whole like ooh it's the opening act but I I always feel sad because I feel like well that's a bonus that's an extra act that you get to see yeah. that you might love and might be massive one day. Well, and the thing is, like I like if I was that guy's friends. I think I still think it's funny, but if I was that guy's friends, I'd be like, "You got that guy so good." <laughs> like to me, that's still funny. Like you know, I think I was like able to recover or at least not bomb that show. So you said nice. Just, you said nice to be here, and you said you suck. Yeah, he he yelled out, "You suck," which is hilarious. You know, I didn't yeah, even get a, right. a joke out. So, but that's always one of my favorite stories. Did you address? Just because it was. Did you address it, or did I, you just? Yeah, I think I was like, you know, and the, the, it was like I tried to like slam the guy, but he was. They were like, also, you got to be clean. So I didn't want to like go over the top, but I was like, yeah, there's a douchebag in every audience type thing, and that got a good laugh. So I was like able to recover, but uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything great because that the biggest laugh was that guy from the jump. Right. It's. Uh, I feel like these bigger shows, especially outdoor shows. The- like when I did those oddball shows, you kind of just got mm-hmm. a stiff, just different set of rules, you know. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna go out there, sometimes you're throwing a beach ball around, you know. You think be talking to each other. You're not gonna yeah. be like, "Hey, guy on the lawn, a hundred yards away." Yeah, lighting his blanket on fire. <laughs> Could you please stop? That's my punchline to one of my bits. What? Oh, is it really? No. Oh, okay. I wish. I don't get jokes. Do I don't get jokes, Brent. Sorry. What do you um? What have what have that been the highlights of what we talked about? Because I always forget. Then when I went right, we talked about wrestling. We talked about uh, horror. We talked horror. about horror. Okay. We talked about the videos. Videos. Um, we talked about Dan Whitney. Okay. And uh, Carrot Top. Alrighty. I think that's good enough as far as the uh, for a tweet. I'll just say we talked about wrestling, horror, and videos. No, I'll, I'll think Are of you, something. Were you writing the tweet already? I always think is like that was I tried to make that for that's the first time I've made that part of the show where I am it's very meta I guess but the uh, I always end up doing these things and then I'm like I want to write something to tweet and I kind of like I don't remember I don't remember anything like I watch a movie I leave the movie I go that was great and I can't remember a, a thing about it yeah. why was it great I don't know but it was fantastic it's true there's movies I've seen four times what are your go-to movies that are in horror that aren't horror. I mean, there's always like that, like those movies, like Goodfellas is always like one of those that if it's just like on, you kind of just start watching it. I like, I like horror stuff, but I also, I'm very intrigued with like mafia type movies. Yeah. Cause it's like a whole other world that I would never be able to fit in. You know, I'm not a tough guy. I'm not, I'm not willing to murder anybody. Seriously? <laughs> but it's, well, I don't know. It depends on, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, 
Okay, I take it back because I don't want to like paint myself into a corner here. Uh, but yeah, those types like mob movies, I you know I really love those. Um, I don't know that we we just tend to watch a lot of horror stuff. Which what is a go to movie for you? Oh, okay. Well, there's there's this movie, The Wrestler. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> there's actually. Did you see Sexy Beast by any chance? I didn't. Is that a newer one? No, it's um. What the, what's his name? Ben Kingsley plays like a, okay, Sir Ben, like a criminal who retired. It's kind of a classic uh, premise of the criminal who comes back to do another crime, but it's this that, weird, great I'm, movie. I'm going to do one last job and then I'm out. Type yeah, movie. but it's really good. That's the only uh, movie I've ever liked. Any, <laughs> have you had any? Uh, re, have you rewatched anything in quarantine? I'm not a big rewatcher. No, like there are there are, there are some movies like that one I've seen like four times, but usually I'll show that to someone. Um, mm-hmm. And like, see the movie Diner by any chance? No, that we should have pre-planned this. No, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm We're very just having bad a at chat. improv. We're having a chat. No. <laughs> <laughs> you shut me down. You didn't yes and me. Yes and yeah. please tell me all about yes, it. Yes and I didn't see diner. it. Yes and uh, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. But I don't have you. Are you a big rewatcher? Because I talk to people sometimes like, yeah, I watch, you know, this whatever Law and Order comes on and I just watch it all day. Like, and I've seen everyone 15 times. I just or never like that. Like, I love The Simpsons, but I also like I ju- the thing I just rewatched was Breaking Bad. Oh, you watch the whole thing, huh? Yeah. Which and, uh, you know, I, I it's kind of one of those I've seen it already. So I get busy doing other things and it's kind of on type thing. So I don't feel like I'm missing much, but. Uh, yeah, Breaking Bad just recently was for me, and just still that show that show holds up for me so well. I watched during quarantine. I watched Better Call Saul, which I think is fantastic. I just started that, so I won't you, ruin it for thanks you. Thanks for ruining it for me. By saying it's fantastic, it's good. Now I <laughs> fucking ruined. He spoiled. He should have said spoiler before he said it was fantastic. This guy, yeah. So I just started Better Better uh, Call Saul. Did you see the Breaking Bad movie? No, I did. Is that good? I liked it. It kind of picks up right at the end of Breaking Bad. So you kind of get the continuation of what happens. What about, so I would recommend it. What about Mad Men? I tried, dude, I tried to watch that a couple times. That and like Game of Thrones are shows that I've tried multiple times to watch and I just couldn't get into it forever yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, I like Mad Men a lot. I never, I don't think I've watched a second of Game of Thrones. I don't. And I might love thing. it too. I, that's the thing. I just, I just have never tried. Like I like Lord of the Rings, you know, but I, I feel like I could have just watched it for the memes and just the conversation around that show. But everybody says it was a letdown. Spoiler alert. Sorry. What's the? They said what was a letdown? Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh wow! I've, I've heard nothing but people raving about it. Well, I don't know what people you've been talking to, but I don't know the people that kept it on for eight seasons or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think till that last part of the eighth season. Oh, oh you're just saying just the Maybe. end, the way it ended, they didn't like it. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay, all right. Now I feel bad. You should. What, um, you doing any cooking at home? <laughs> yeah, These we are quarantine questions. Not, I know, we've not had any meals out for like four months. What's the, what is the, uh, What's it like there in Indiana? Is everything open or? Um, there's ranch dressing on every corner. That's Indiana. No. 
uh, stuff is starting to open back up. But now, just today, July 9th, to put a time stamp on this podcast, but they just mandated masks in like a certain <laughs> county. And now, now people are losing their minds with, you know, not being able to eat chicken fried steak and some and breathe at the same time. Did they close? So indoor dining is available there or no? Yes. Limited or? Yeah. or uh... I think it's like social distancing with uh, like 50% capacity. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Would you do that? I guess you haven't done it, so. No, we haven't. We haven't eaten any meals. I don't, like the people that are willing to go out aren't going to wear a mask. They're not social distancing. They're not doing any of that. Right. It's fucking bananas, man. Well, then they then they don't believe in that it's real to begin with. It's it, you know, the virus. So you know, I'm not willing to risk that, or just put up with assholes in general. Let me guess. I'm, I'm going to guess what kind, what kind of food you're good at making. You ready? I feel like you make okay. Feel like you make a good chili. You make a good chili. Uh, yeah, I can make a good chili. There? That's pretty simple. Oh. You, you just put the ingredients in. Um, you, know, you want me to you, go fancy? You let it simmer. I don't know. Yeah, you could go fancy. I'll tell you yes or no. Uh, shrimp scampi. Uh, I've never made that, but I'm. I think I'm good at making shrimp dishes. <laughs> what's? <laughs> I like where this is going. What? Uh, what's a good? Tr- <laughs> what's like a nice uh, sauteed grilled shrimp? Grilled shrimp. Yeah, I. Uh, you do it on like the. We have like this flat top grill thing uh, outside, so you. You put some rice in it, like shrimp fried rice type thing. Oh, man. That's good. I have like a flat top grill on my stove here, but my cat has sat on it. And I don't know, like, I've never had one of these yeah. before, but I was just like, I can't, I don't think I can ever use that. We have two cats. We're always just paranoid that they'll jump up on the stove after just using the stove. Yeah. I, we, we don't, like, with the same way you would be children. We're, like overprotective of these cats for some you reason. You gotta be overprotective, man. They're these little creatures. I know. How long have you had your cat? Uh, about two years and uh... Wow, two two years, I think. Two and a half years, maybe? Were you always a cat guy? I had... Well, here's my cat history. I had a... Uh, a few years ago, I had a girlfriend living with me who had a cat. And then we broke up, and then by default, that up. you also break up with the cat. But I felt, oh, I loved man. her cat. Her cat was great. And I had a cat when I was a kid, but when we when I went through the breakup, I was like, oh, I can get my own cat now. And then did I, you ever like sit around being like, I don't miss her so much, but I miss Mittens? I did, well, you know her name, but, uh, you know. <laughs> was that the cat's name? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into my personal life. More than you, okay, you just forced, sorry. more than you just made me. The, uh, but I, I, you know, the cat was cat and I got along very well. Yeah, that's why I, you you be in certain relationships and you miss the pets more than you will. Well, you're not fighting, you know. You're not, you're not. There's no arguing with the pet, you know. The cat doesn't care if you stayed out too late or not. Right. What are your cat's names? Uh, I have a, a bit about that, but one, her name is Margie. Okay. We, her na- she's named after Marge Simpson. Okay. Uh, and then the other cat, his nickname is Soup Cat, like soup, because like if you leave an un- like a bowl on the counter, he'll dip his paw in your whatever you're eating. His name's Soup Cat. So, so that's his nickname. What? We don't talk about his real name. I don't. I don't want to get into it, Todd. Wow. It's it's moon. 
Uh, Very secretive, but yeah, that's uh, so he'll jump up and like put his paw in your soup. So you have to like watch uh, out. That's the cat that you gotta. I know. So then you just throw it out. Of course you throw it out. Or you, or you just give him the soup. How many litter boxes? He's a big you, fan of, you have three litter boxes. We double up. We got two. Should we have three? I think the rule. I only have one. But if I had a second litter oh. box, I'd be miserable. The rule I think is, um, the amount of cats plus one. Or something okay. like that. We have, we have two, but they have like their whole room because it's a three bedroom house. So Holy they've got shit. their not, not not. We didn't give them their own room, but if something happens, they're going to lose that room. I might need to move. Ne- I might need to move in your neighborhood, man, because I fantasize about having a room that she could just destroy. Yeah. Like here's all just, your shits in here. I got a you know I got an exercise wheel. I don't know if you can see it behind me. No, I can't. Yeah, so that cat runs on the exercise see, I'm, wheel? I'm sitting right in front of you. See what the, the circle around my shoulders? Oh, yeah. That's an exercise wheel. Your cat runs on that? She does. I sort of have to lure her on there, but uh, you should get one. She gets tricked into exercising? Get one. I'll look into that. With your next YouTube, Jack. Well, Brent, so, what, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. I was going to wrap things up, but you can ask me a question. Yeah, let's wrap it. Let's wrap them up. Brent, Ter- is it Terhoon? Yeah, Brent Terhune. Terhune. What uh, what plugs we got here, Brent? Uh, as uh, usual, brentcomedy.com is my website, and I have the links to all my social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and then my album uh, will be out later this year, uh, recorded live at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. So... If you don't somehow listen this long but don't like my videos, you'll probably like that album because it's fairly clean and there's no <laughs> politics whatsoever. Wow, you're really, you're really, you're selling it, man. Yeah, I don't even have a release date. That's crazy. And what is your uh, your Twitter? Is Brent Ber- at, at Brent Terhune? Terhune. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's easy. I follow you. Thanks for doing this, man. I hope it was reasonably good. I know I was, I was a little. Well, I was. I I kind of all over the map, you know. I wing it. That's right. That's why I respect about you. <laughs> Is that I don't try. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. The, uh, I've heard from other people you're very prepared, so that's what <laughs> I like about you. Thanks, man. Thank you. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks a lot for listening. I'd like to thank, uh, um, God, who are they? Starburns. (laughs) I forgot who my network was. Starburns for bringing you this podcast. Go to starburns.audio to see all the podcasts they create. And I'd like to thank Christy Coffey, Jason Smith over there, and Jessica Gutierrez, who engineers this with me every week and mixes it and does all that stuff, edits. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Starbanks Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.